If anybody tuned in last week, you know we went on so many different tangents and took the concept of sex and how it relates to dating in so many different avenues. But tonight we are back with a part two with the same guest because we had a great time. So we have Will, Steph, and Tony in the building. So um, I'm your host, Queen Omi. Oh, uh, hail the queen. <laughs> Can we just have a moment? <laughs> that's, but that's, no, truly, truly, true in fact, so let's just take a moment to recognize another one of our beautiful sisters trying to make waves in the industry and really stepping out and doing things on her own with, with you know, nobody backing her. I mean, I think that's, if anything, that's most important, her taking, taking this step up by herself. And, you know, we all just trying to be here to support. I think that's a that's a beautiful thing. It's a majestic thing. Appreciate you. Yeah, real talk. I like that word, majestic. Yeah, okay. it's a majestic thing. Hashtag majestic. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, man. It's just like you got to think about it. It's, it's so many people, even myself included, we all have the intentions to do big and great things. Yes, yes. But sometimes we don't always have the push to do it, and you have the push to do it, and you've created a catalyst for some of us that, you know, Appreciate put that. fire to some of our thoughts. So, thank yeah. you. Kudos to you. Thank kudos, you. Thank kudos. you. So again, I am your host, Queen Omi, and um, Dating Dakota. For those of you who are joining for the first time or have been keeping up, um, Dating Dakota is a platform where we break bread. You know, we eat a little bit, make sense of the various aspects of dating as a millennial, with the goal of attracting, developing, and thriving in purposeful relationships. And the reason why that's so important to me is because I don't think that everybody wants to get married, and I don't think everybody will get married. But wherever you find yourself in whatever dating or partnership dynamic, I hope that it is purposeful and that is helping you to be the best person you can be. So. Um, y'all already know I'm not a dating expert um, or a relationship expert, matchmaker, nothing. But um, we just do this for entertainment, but we hope that we are able to share some insight, the lessons we've learned, wisdom we've gained from our past or current relationships so that we can relate better and just do life together in a better way. So we're talking about um, pornography. Honestly, it is a part of a lot of people's everyday life in this here 2019 so we're going to dive into it. Um, last episode, we talked about a lot of different aspects in terms of childhood, adolescent, adulthood, and how we've gone from natural exploration to experiencing things as teenagers to now making more insightful, impactful, calculated risk type of decisions as adults. And now we're just going to get into a more specific area of pornography as opposed to being all over the map. So we can just kind of break this whole sex thing down because it is in our music, in our commercials. At work, policies, all types of different things. So we just gonna talk about it tonight from a male and female perspective, so that we can relate a lot better and just kind of get insight as to how we think about it, how important it is, how perverse it is, how accepting it is, all the things. So we out here, gang, gang. Let's go. <laughs> Y'all already know how we start the episode off. Let's get into this uh, song inspiration that's gonna kick off this. Uh, the the conversation. I don't think y'all would guess this one, but we're gonna play it anyway. It's a throwback. Can anybody guess so far? I'm already on the same page with you. This the part. Take my money. Go ahead, Sigwell. Let the people know. 
I swear all that sounded the same. Okay, yeah. It all sounded the same. It does. All the music all in that this. era. <laughs> you got a hood up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the part right here. Shimmy. Cue the model walking in hey, slow motion. Don't hurt with the shoulders. Hey, hey. Shoulders. My shoulders. Oh, my shoulders. So, um, let me start off by asking, um, within your relationship, so Steph right now is the only one that's in a relationship. Um, Will happens to be in a situation ship. Uh, I told you that. Yeah, I was gonna shoot my shot earlier. <laughs> what? I told y'all. It's the man in the situation. And he's in a situation. You messy. You messy. It's a good start. I'm just joking. I'm in a happy We got a good okay. start. As long we got a happy. good start. My shorty listening. She is not gonna cut me. Oh, <laughs> oh. Shout, out my, cut. shout out to my boy in the shot. Ew. Ew. I can't, Ew. I can't <laughs> deal with y'all. So Tony is single. Yes. As a dollar bill. Yes. Okay. Single as, as a, a Pringle. As a as a what? Pringle, Pringle with no can. It got left behind. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> Down there with all the crumbs. That's love. Then you're not kissing her? Well, listen, my girl won't kiss me because I ate some bacon, so we came at the Is she a vegan or what? Nah, she is. All right, you know what? Let's move on. So, the song that we played was Jodeci Fiendin. Anybody who's over the age of 28 knows what's up. That song right there is a throwback. Yeah. It instantly reminds me of Martin for some reason. I don't know if it was on one of the episodes. It's just the era, I think. I guess. Yeah. But nonetheless, like, I want to know for you guys, where in your relationship, situationship, whatever, being single, um, sex is such a part of our culture. Mm-hmm. Do you fiend watching porn? Do you have That's an insatiable real, thirst? That's a very real is there a hunger? Yeah. Or does That's the fiend of sex... Make be, you watch porn. I be feeling. You know what I'm saying? I have, I have a feeling. I have a feeling for my partner to do those acts that I'm watching. Okay. Oh. Hmm. Do you require it? I don't require it. You know, I'm thinking about doing this X Y Z. That's that's the vibe I'm in right now. So y'all have a very real, open sort of sexual relationship. Communicative. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. We talk. You know, we try to figure. You know, each other's likes and dislikes, which I think is very positive. Um, yeah. We haven't necessarily introduced that uh, the joint pornographic watching sessions. Uh, we haven't uh, we haven't involved so ourselves. So y'all don't watch it together. Well, no. I mean, we, we like I said, we are a little distance challenge. Gotcha, gotcha. You know? But I mean, we get together. It's, it's a vibe. Like we already know. You know, I get the text. 
Interesting. You know, hey, when I, I am gonna get to see you in a couple of days, you know, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Pull it you up know. on the DVR. Yeah, and you know, it's more like <laughs> when I DVR. see you, when I see you, I got plans for you. Don't plan it to yes, for like the first I like eighteen that. hours. So more or less, the the answer is yes. That there yeah. is a a thirst that leads you to watch that. Yeah, for me, it's just like because you're kind of fiending for something, like you, you fiending for I, inspiration. I, I, the I think men is as in general. There's something that we want. Okay. Something that we're thinking about. Uh-huh. And that's what we go to find. Like right. We go to find some type of pleasure or sensation, either from us, you know, receiving or mm. watching. You know? Gotcha. I mean, let's be real, though. Most people are visual these days. It's a visual stimuli, but it's what goes beyond that that keeps you there. I will say... The part that porn has played for a lot of people is it helps you to not feel alone in those things, those fantasies that you have. It helps you realize that it's normal. This these things do these things do happen. People do do these things. It's possible. Now, do, you mean that, do you mean that from like a fetish standpoint, or not even just a fetish standpoint? Just from the just from the point of going from. Being dressed to not being dressed and doing things undressed. So it's relatable. For, it's relatable okay. because you go, well, yeah, this is something that I want to do that I've wanted to do, and I see that these that people are actually capable of doing that, and then there's like a a level of engagement there, and there's you 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 feel a little better about it if you're not comfortable doing it in a public setting or you're not comfortable doing it with someone else yet. What do most people do these days? They watch other people do things. So I, I that's even with social media. I understand that. Play with toys right. and video games. Yeah. So I can see where you're coming from. However, I feel like for me, so I need. I want to circle back to the question. So the original question mm-hmm. was the what? initial question was: Is there a thirst that leads you to watch it? So a thirst mm. for sex, sexual activity with yeah. your partner. That leads you to watch it. So not a necessarily a thirst for porn per se. Yeah. But that natural thing that leads you to then watch and be inspired by so that So for thing. me, I think that thing would be probably alcohol when I was single. Mm. And then this is just being real. Like, yeah, we appreciate that. You, like if you're kind of tipsy and you're in like the moment, sometimes you become hypersexual. Yeah. And so I think for me. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's when I would indulge in watching pornography. Um, I did have also, I did, this is in the past, a toy that I used. Okay. A, a vibrator that I used mm-hmm. because, um, you know, the, it was just one of those things. I was like, you know, I want to experience this. And so I think I, I had my first vibrator in college. And I had been off and on with it, and I had one. Um, as an adult, but she was in a situation shit with, with a vibrator. That's crazy. However, I got to the point where I felt like you know, there's no man that's ever going to be able to Listen. do what this vibrator can Listen. do. So I started to feel like you know, <laughs> y'all are out of control. Have a damn seizure in it. Y'all are out of but no, I so for me, I, I started to feel like I I throw it threw it out because it's like okay, this is a little bit too much. Like I want something that's going to be real. It you messed know, up your expectations. It, it messes yeah. up your expectations. You want something that is real and just genuine and natural, and you don't want to have to, 
go to like a toy or something crazy battery operated to kind of get your pleasure and so to answer the question what drives me to it now probably nothing (laughs) yeah um because i am in a relationship so i don't really watch pornography like that anymore um Mm, talk about it say that that relationship is good and healthy you don't need no pornography no well see honestly like and I want to be respectful of my, my boyfriend, so I don't please, want to say too do. much. Yeah. Um, but we honestly hadn't had sex for a really long time. Like, we really got to know each other. And I know in the last episode, we were talking about, like, just, you know, waiting and, yeah, like, getting to know each other. And so he and I actually did that. Um, we've had some very real conversations, arguments, and things like that before we ever had sex. And we yeah. kind of, like, you know, came back to each other and talk things out so i know this is somebody who i can endure you know certain things yeah Yeah. so i think the direction that we were going in with part one was you know really ultimately can you sustain a relationship like healthy relationship right right without intimacy Right. So I think physical you kind of intimacy. Yeah, physical intimacy. Right. I think you kind of quantify it. Like, yeah, it's possible, but Absolutely. you have to be willing to. I mean, Chance the Rapper said it was possible. I mean, you know, yeah. you so that makes Russell it sense. Russell Wilson? That's, <laughs> a right. bit high that's, of a standard. That's, that's, that's sidestep the realness. We know Russell might be one of the courtiest dudes on the planet. So oh, it my might God. Be, it might be easy. <laughs> Regardless if it's corny, no, he was good, still yeah, like yeah, so I, was, I actually wanted to bring that up in part one is that. I actually really find it dope that a lot of celebrities now mm. um, are, you know, talking about yeah. mm-hmm. their sexuality and waiting. Especially the one that always comes to mind is uh, Yvonne Orji from mm. mm-hmm. Insecure. You know, and uh, how she talked about she was a virgin. Oh, yeah. Or she's a virgin yeah. Molly. Yeah, yeah, Molly. <laughs> yeah. When we know, like, her character is literally the complete opposite. Yeah. Like, right. She really is. And I think it's just so dope because it's that people are not afraid to really be who they are these days. Yeah. In a positive perspective. Yeah. Not like, it just has to be a trend, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if it's a trend and everybody is supporting it, then people are going to feel comfortable talking about yeah. it. And I love that people like, world. you know, us are doing it. You're yeah. doing it because it's just kind of like, you know, people can relate more. Right. To us than they can mm-hmm. to celebrities. Right. And we're so layered as people. I mean, yeah. I can only imagine the things that I will expose on here. Like, I can't expect y'all to be real and me not be real. So there are things that I'm going to share that nobody knows about me. Right. You will never guess from just looking at my pictures. But yeah. that's not real life. Right. That's just the, the highlights of, or the lowlights of what I choose to share. But, I mean, this is real life. We're right. talking about things that we truly deal with. And the fact that I, like, went to church not too long ago. And my pastor talked about the statistics of pornography and how prevalent and rampant it is in our society. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we got to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. Like, that industry alone accumulates more than baseball, NFL, and basketball combined. You're talking about players who are getting millions of dollars. Because all those people are watching porn. I mean, I get it. (laughs) So that's the thing, like, with porn having... A negative connotation attached to it right yeah it's interesting that there are people you know us included who are like it's not all bad people have like porn addictions yeah yeah i mean and i think I'll, the addiction of, in and of itself is yeah. for one the issue yeah i think porn being something that um hmm, stimulates our our minds which controls our actions is another issue mm-hmm. and i think also the the fantasy that it feeds is probably the third issue. And that's a big yeah. part of that fantasy that it feeds because expectations are 
have kind of changed because of porn yeah. you know like and it, it goes both ways most guys think they gotta have horse-like situations just right. to please a woman yeah. but what they don't know is that most women don't really want that. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, uh, beating it up. First off, beating, I am First of person. all, don't ever say you about to beat it up. <laughs> that is off. the fastest way. With all due respect, <laughs> nobody wants to feel it in their gut. Okay? That's not In their sphincter. The cervix. <laughs> in their cervix. a punching bag. It's not. What are you doing? Stop. We're going to trademark stop cervical abuse. I don't cervix. want to see anybody... What a t-shirt, I will sue you. I promise. The, the thing is, the thing is, some men actually think that that is what women want. And, and I have been thing. in a situation where a man has felt like that's what I wanted. It doesn't feel But like I think that also goes back to the last conversation that we had around having conversations about sex right. with your parents and things. Because those are things that adults need to teach you. For sex sure. shouldn't hurt. Right. You shouldn't feel like you're being abused. Right. You know, it should be something that is enjoyable for both people. I totally so, agree. You know, like whenever men are feeling as if they have to do that to kind of please a woman and a woman, I think on the flip side can sometimes feel like she has to endure that or take that like because that's normal. Right. You know, and if you're not, then there's something wrong with you or you're not, you right. know, whatever. So a man's fantasy or whatever, right. like I think it goes both ways. And I think there's a fear of rejection if yeah. you're not down with what all's happening in the experience. Let's be yeah. real, fear of rejection plays a huge role in all phases. I agree. Of engagement. The conversation is just not had because yeah. you are conflicted in between like I don't like this but I have to give at the same time. Yeah. Like, you want to compromise, but you don't understand what you're compromising. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, so it just, again, like, that communication is just so important. But then again, a lot of people don't want to talk about yeah. sex from the jump. And I think people don't know how to, per because se. We they don't, because they feel like at least... Exposed to it as younger people, as children. Right. Learned behaviors and exposure is, yeah. like, a big deal. For sure. You got to know where you came from, where they came from. Where, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I've dated a lot of people. Like, I ain't going to lie. There's, I had a good stint there where it seemed like every girl I had dated had had some situation in the past where someone had sexually molested them. Mm. Or they've been in some situation where they've had some kind of trauma that had to do with sex. Mm. So they were very comfortable with sex. But what they didn't realize was, mentally, they treated it as something that it wasn't. Yeah. They used it as, like, this is how I get your approval. Wow. Yeah. They felt like that was all that was important. That's kind of like why I did take that hiatus, because I was like, well, you felt like two my two year. to three year where I literally oh, wait, fasted all sexual three, because that's actually a very distinct It's still hazy for me. That whole phase of my life was very hazy because the first year after my serious relationship i really didn't do much of anything because of the way it ended the way i dealt with it so i was in my head about not i wasn't even sex. thinking about just... not having sex i wouldn't think about having sex i wouldn't think about nothing but yeah. just getting out of the mind space that i was in yeah. so that's important because there are people that we all know that 
or perhaps we found ourselves in a situation where we jump from one thing to another mm-hmm. and to take that time to actually heal mm-hmm. is so important and not just like from getting out of it but like emotionally heal right physically heal mentally like and get to know yourself get to know. because you have to understand people and women do this more naturally than men do but people come together and they tend to conform to each other so you kind of lose a little bit of yourself so when you jump from person to person you never gave yourself that time to really like get your own identity back (laughs) you know what i mean so if you had it in the first place right exactly you might learn it after the breakup i'm telling you yeah um even touching on that the effect that pornography has on our imagination Obviously, as human beings, what we see, essentially, we manifest. So, I think there are certain expectations that do come along with watching the way someone performs. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. might meet somebody who perhaps doesn't have that level of stamina, Mm -hmm. doesn't have that level of um, endurance or even technique. Mm -hmm. And I think when we are watching we lose sight of the fact that this is a production right there are enhancements that are taken <laughs> yeah. behind mm-hmm. the scenes it's not as sexual as we think in real time there are cameras microphones they're completely you know. numb to it and they're, yeah. act, they're like, acting they're exactly actors, so yeah. granted there are sounds being made and actions being done but it ain't real life like right. in real life you might have just worked 60 hours that week right all I got is three minutes for you, bro. If you <laughs> if you don't get it, pop it. I'm sorry, but I'm going to sleep. Right. So I think that to me, I don't necessarily see an issue. Let me be careful about my words. Um, to each his own when it comes to viewing pornography. But I think that people ought to be privy to what it does for one's imagination. Yeah. And I think that when you take the expectations of what you've seen into your relationship with an actual real human being who is not a part of a production team, I think you ought to prepare yourself for the the realness of that situation. Yeah. You might have an attitude. You might be sick. You might not be feeling too well. Or you probably have a terrible gag reflex. You know what I'm saying? Based on what you saw. It's the second the time you said gag reflex today. That's real. There's a story behind that's, it. That's a good <laughs> Gaggy because that's something that I don't think porn is necessarily catered to women. No. It's not. I think that m- the main thing that I hear guys say is how some shorty gave him real well. Yeah. At and the I'm end of the day, there are things, there are expectations that are developed that are put on I, women. So and I think that is something. I agree. I also think the other thing that pornography does is it numbs you to the idea of sex so i think that there are men and women who it's almost like you become robotic about sex versus it kind of being something that's passionate and ignited by like you being around someone and you know y'all have that energy and then it turns into something it's more so like oh well i guess we're about to do this you know and it's just kind of like you are having sex for a really long time the person's not actually like ejaculating or anything because it just takes so long because it's just kind of like you're numb to it it's just another act i think the robotic part comes into play when one is doing it for the other and it's not a mutual thing Mm. 
what porn definitely does is literally strengthen this whole instant gratification. Yeah. Because look at how, a, well, for most people, if you watch porn, there's really not, the man usually doesn't have to do a whole lot to get her to start doing what he wants her to right. do sexually. You know, there's not a whole lot of build up to it. It's really just porn shows, all you got to do is shoot your shot one time and then five minutes five to two minutes you know whatever five minutes later y'all on the red couch doing things you know what i'm saying (laughs) so again so it's kind of like people rah rah root for pornography but (laughs) i don't necessarily see too much of a benefit apart from what you're physically seeing that you may want to try yeah i think that so i feel like sex can be something that's healthy in a relationship um there pro- there's probably some actual scientific benefit to engaging in i guess sexual activities endorphins like, you said what endorphins it's called endorphins yes, it's the same it's the same release you get when you go work out right right so i think chocolate? same yeah oh, okay. the same so there's some physical benefit i call there. desserts my girlfriend sometimes you call it what i call desserts my girlfriend sometimes like if i Ain't, I'm not getting on that night or whatever, but I'm just like, man, I really would like some tonight, but, you know, I just ain't got nobody coming through. I'm baking some cookies and I'm playing my video game. That's my, that's my, that's just like, I don't awe about it. I actually like it because I'm just like, I ain't got to clean my sheets. I can just get straight up in the morning. I'm good. (laughs) You just, you have those contingency plans, but... Porn is a contingency plan for some people. Right. You know, porn okay, used to be my cookies, but now I just do cookies because porn so, has so been around forever. Do you think that your hiatus, your two to three year hiatus, helped you with that? Like, so were you, I think my you hiatus, were watching porn, pornography during that yeah. time? Okay, so do you think that that, so did, was there ever a time that you watched porn more than you do now? What do you mean? Like, you're saying, like, now you can just bake cookies and play your videos. Yeah, there was a time where I watched porn. Okay, so there are times. So what do you think got you from that point (coughs) where you were were using pornography as, like, your dessert, what you just said, Mm -hmm. versus now it's cookies and and video games? Like, like what changed? I think, as Will put it, that, that that maturity that comes with it. You know, I got to a point where I was just like... I understood why I felt the way I did. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "It's it'll pass. It's mm-hmm. a feeling that will pass. Gotcha. It's not a feeling that I need to just act on. Gotcha. You know, most guys feel like, I got to get this nut. Mm-hmm. I just got to get this nut. I no got to. what she look like. I just gotta get this nut. <laughs> even if she ain't even looking good, I gotta. Whether you whether whether you beat the dragon or not, you gotta get that nut. And then I think again, it comes to that whole back to what you were saying earlier about the willpower and being able to control it, understanding that it's science. Yeah. Mm. It'll go away. Yeah. How do you distract yourself? And that's the part that I, I make some cookies. Like I play video games. I distracted myself. Yeah. I'm not even cookies thinking about it no cookies more. Cookies will do it. I'm not thinking about it no more. And then I might have just cons- might have saved myself from something. Right. You could have saved yourself from drama. You could have right. saved yourself from a child that night. You could save right. STDs. Anything. You never know. But statistics. That's real. Let's not even get into that. 
but that's super dope that you said um in terms of maturity like people aren't willing to do like the or put the time in to get past the feelings right to be less reactive and more responsive to what you're going through reactive is a huge word and just spending time with yourself to even know what triggers you for sure because i mean surely after your relationship you could have just hit the town and just did whatever you did. Yeah. You could, well, that's, that's not to say that I didn't, but my heart wasn't into I thought it. Thought about that when I said it. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not to say. I, let me let me say it. it's not to say that I didn't try. Mm, got you. Okay. But I'm sorry, but people can read you. Like if you, especially like for me, I always tend to get attracted to more. I get attraction from more cerebral, mm. you know, individuals. And they can read that. It's, it stinks on you. You stink of like, I just came out of a, out of a relationship mm-hmm. and I'm out here trying too hard. Gotcha. It reeks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's unattractive. It is. It's yeah. unattractive because you can, your intentions show. Gotcha. No one wants to be a rebound. Right. For sure. Yeah. Y'all know that. Y'all said it at the same time. Like, right. No one wants to be a rebound. You can tell when you are. But then again, if you find those two people who are in that same situation, and then boom, circumstances. Y'all both each other's rebounds. Right. Yeah. Man. Like attracts like on so many different levels. Misery loves company. But I think it's important, again, what you said, like taking that time when you get out of a situation, um, you know, heal and do whatever you have to do during that time, but to take the time to figure yourself out, figure out what happened, what role you played, and take the lessons you've learned into the new situation. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, like Porn at the end of the day has a negative connotation, but it seems to be okay in certain situations, in certain circumstances. And I think, honestly, to each his own. Everybody has different thresholds, different insecurities, different um, things that trigger you or don't. I'm the type of person that probably hasn't watched porn since I was like, if I'm 28, I'm like, maybe 12 or 13. Yeah. Some people are like, I watch it every week. Or multiple times a day yeah. on my lunch break at night. So at what point does it become like, so now you are actually, you have a porn addiction. Because like if you're watching it, to me an addiction is something that you're indulging in that is affecting your day-to-day life. So if you're at work and you need mm-hmm. to go to your car to watch porn, yeah. or you're in the bathroom watching porn, to me that's an addiction. And actually, Jada Pinkett Smith talked about it. She she said she was addicted, like, for a while. Well, like Table Talk? Yeah, it was a good episode. You know she real, girl. She's mm-hmm. just all open. But, like, I think that that feeling is something that's so strong. And like you said, like, you're releasing those endorphins. And so when you think about other, like, chemicals and things that you become addicted to, like drugs, it's probably, you know, just as powerful or close to as powerful as some of those things. But that so, does lead to, are you addicted to the porn or are you addicted to the feeling? The feeling. I think it's the feeling. I think it's the same thing. I agree. I think yeah. it's a feeling. And I think it's the same thing as being addicted to drugs, being addicted to being a relationship, being addicted to money, power, success, whatever you want to call it. I think those are the surface things that we see. But mm-hmm. it's, it's fueled by an internal need for approval. Um validation love 
whatever you name it. And that's the hard work that I don't think a lot of people are willing to do because it's so easy to be like oh it's the normal thing to watch this so whatever you're the weird one because you don't want because you don't like (laughs) okay but does libido play a role does libido does the word libido mean anything to you some people have a higher libido than others i think it's, it's been a real word. Sex drive, yeah. Sex drive. Okay, I like but that. But I do think that that does play a role. I, I I think that there are people who have a high, um, and I don't even want to say low, but not. I guess for the sake of high, let's just say low. I think that that has a a, a role to play. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what you feed that drive with. And some people's love languages is physical touch. Yeah. Right. But it could be, but physical touch could be something as simple as a touch on the shoulder right. or whatever. So, but, are you saying that? Are you is that to say that that physical touch need is met by watching that or what? Well, I think watching it sometimes helps you. I think porn has been one of those things that have helped people get to another level of already that self love they're doing for themselves. So, like that visual of it i think a lot of people look at like i've had women tell me yes i watch porn but what they watch they're not looking at the people's faces Mm -hmm. they're looking at the action of like penetration and they're and visualizing that happening to them now i'm interested as to how that correlates to self-love though because well because i feel like feel what's happening you can't feel what's happening but you understand that you don't you're in a situation where you understand look i'm human i have my needs but i don't need someone i can do it for myself so porn is an aid to that i think sometimes it 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 helps like kick start it because i'm like, let's be real. If you're just chilling at the house by yourself, especially as women, if you're not engaging in porn or you don't have a toy or something, it's like, are you just going to sit there and start pleasing yourself? I, I think mean, the, I'm sure some women can. The porn helps you stay focused on what you're doing at the moment. So, like, you could be sitting there, you know, pleasing yourself without any type of aid or visual stimuli. And granted, that was the way it was before porn ever even got into the situation but then porn just kicked it up a notch so now people are like man i can't do it without right. porn it sounds like when you say kicked it up a notch it's like a, a small spark but does it set everything on fire right. <laughs> you know what i mean right. like is there, that depend- is th- there are there boundaries are there you know what i'm saying yeah. like that's boundaries the thing, like the imagination can go wild yeah so true and i think that though it may be used as a kickstart how do you put a cap on it the you same question applies to sex in my opinion so like precisely you know it's just kind of like once you start to experiment and once you like get it's certain things, it's a All slippery slope because at like you get to a point where you now you need certain things like to become to get to that same level where you didn't really need it before but once you start experimenting and doing other things you start to incorporate that into your sexual life and that's how you get people who are now like swinging and Mm. you know doing things like strange freakish things that they wouldn't normally have done but once you're exposed to it it's just kind of like okay now i need this 
to kind of get myself back to that level is just like drugs. Yeah. Like you start to smoke. Gateway drug. Yeah, yeah. Like you smoke weed. Like anybody who, you know, smokes weed or does drugs is kind of like you. Continually. If you, you do it high. daily, you're chasing that high, but. You don't get It takes a longer anymore. time to get you there every single time. So you like, go for something a little stronger. So now I might try a little bit something, you know, and I'm not. Which God, is why I'm not I- encouraging drugs on the podcast. <laughs> You know, we might need to cut that part out. But I'm just, what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, you know, I think because, like, we live in a world where we just want more. I want to experience more. It's all about, like, my pleasure. Right. You know, like, people can go there and now you need that again, you know, to actually become pleased and to, you know, get to that level. So, And that's why I personally think that uh porn is almost contradictory to discipline yeah so someone who's trying to be celibate for instance right probably would not benefit from porn because of the fact that it's slippery slope there aren't too many boundaries one thing leads to another it's like i've seen this so many times but i want to see it a different way or now i actually need it versus just watching it i want to try it okay wait let me rewind so you said to someone trying to be celibate well i can only think porn would do what now i think that porn contradicts discipline interesting i don't see boundaries for porn mm-hmm. i don't see parameters for porn mm-hmm. it's like you you watch something and you almost get numb to it because mm-hmm. you've seen it so you want to see it in a different way right or perhaps with multiple people or perhaps in a new position you know what i mean right. well so that's are you doing that before you well that's right. why it's a multi-billion dollar industry is it beneficial it's yeah. benefit for me I, it's i i really in think it's way? just an individual circumstance but i can just tell you from personal experience when I went on my hiatus, it was beneficial to me to keep me in. Like I said, it kept me in check. I okay. used it as a visual aid. But Will can attest to this. Most men can attest to this. Once you get that, uh, you're not even interested no more. Right. You turn the porn off. You t- you go do something completely opposite mm-hmm. from anything that has to do with anything sexual or porn. Right. Let me go cook these cookies. <laughs> no, you really do. But I think it like I think about it like this though, right? If you practice abstinence, right? Uh-huh. Like if it's so like if you're introducing that into your life, it's going to disrupt what you're trying to do. But if you're just not having sex to be not having sex. Yeah, it depends on the intent. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the it's intent. It's the intent. I mean, yeah, you're right. The, the mental stability is what is really what dictates. Yeah. Like how, like what it really does to you. Like what are you doing it for? Yeah. Like are you doing it because I want to be right spiritually? Right. Are you doing it because I got a problem and I'm trying to curb that? Mm. Or are you doing it because... my partner wants to watch. Yeah, because my partner want to watch. We want to be on some... On that front. So That's why it's a multi-billion dollars. watching pornography with your partner? Ooh, that's a tough question. <laughs> I've never done it. You go ahead. I mean, I, I've done it once and it, it it wasn't it didn't do anything for me. Who, whose idea was it? Who was it? Who was it? <laughs> my business. <laughs> 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 nah, this is when I was in Atlanta for my twelve years. Oh, I know. You didn't get to see a lot of those I people. No, you don't. But <laughs> you really don't. You really don't. But anyway, <laughs> um. <laughs> Y'all did it once. You watched pornography once, and it did. We did it once, and it really—I didn't need it. I really was just looking at her. Yeah. 
I didn't need it. I only used porn in replace of someone. And it would usually be like whoever was in the porn was like, that's the type of girl I'm attracted to at the moment. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to see. Gotcha. But the fact that you had a person in front if of I you. have someone, I don't need porn. Right. I don't need it. That's not, but that's not always factual. It's not always factual. I'm that was just me personally. Personal you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's a personal thing. No. Everyone's stuff is personal. Like so you can be with somebody and that person is not meeting your desires or is not sexually in tune with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you begin to creep out of that space with that person because there's something that you need and that person doesn't meet that demand. That's the time and space that we live in. So why not end it? Because or have a conversation. It should be bigger than that. It should be more as, than that. As, as, a, as a woman or a man, do you not find yourself at that, that crossroads of is the good with this person outweighing the few negatives right so with that if the good does outweigh the bad why not have a conversation that goes back to can the sex be taught question one that person may not be as they may not be as like open or receptive correct yeah but did you take the risk i don't think it's receptive what i have found is that people what i found from a male perspective is that women aren't open not like the, all, though. Yeah, well, I'm not saying all. Yeah, I'm not saying all. But it, they become more. Know, yeah, once you start not, the conversation. Yeah, women are not as open. Like, you just can't lead with it. Wild, wild <laughs> yeah. like that. I would just be Men are the ask. same way. No, men are the same way. Don't get it twisted. So does, even though, as you say, women, let's just put it, okay. some women are not open, why would that stop you from communicating that you're not being satisfied? I'm not saying it's, it's going to stop you from communicating, but I think, like, say, for instance, I'm like, hey, I really want you to try this, and you're like, no, I'm not with that. Yeah. I think that's a conversation worth having. Absolutely. I'm going to be real honest. When I, this was after, like, if anybody tuned into the last episode, you heard about our exposure, first exposure to sex as children or whatever, but... I would say it was when I first moved to Maryland from New York. I was like, had to be in the first or kindergarten. And I remember hanging out with this little girl around the way. She was a little older. And it was a, a little boy who was my age who lived two floors above from me. And I don't know what she witnessed in her home, but I grew up with a single mom. So I didn't see the male-female dynamic. Um, and... We weren't watching that kind of stuff on TV. So we're out and about in the neighborhood one day. And whatever she's seeing in her home with her mom and her boyfriend, um, she's bringing to us like, hey, let's try this thing. It happened to be giving the little boy head. She did it. And she said to me like, oh, you should do it too. I remember we I, talked about this. Yeah. Once upon a time over one of our nail, yeah. nail sessions. But um. <laughs> It's only in recent years, I mean, I'm 28, it's only shortly after 20 years old that I've even been comfortable talking about this because I literally erased it from my memory because it brought about so much shame and embarrassment. But at five or six, this little girl's like, well, I'm not going to be your friend if you don't do it. So even at five or six, I was like, let's just say I was five. I was like, all right, with the little boy, all right, I'm going to act like I do it, but I ain't going to do it. Mm -hmm. And we behind the bushes, not knowing that she could see through the bushes to see if I did it or not. So I act like I ain't do it, or act like I did it. I was like, all right, bet I did it, whatever. And she was like, no, you didn't. I saw you that you didn't do it. 
And at that time, it felt so weighty that her not being my friend was, like, so bad. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to experience that. So I went ahead and did it. And literally before the night was over, all the kids in the neighborhood knew. Wow. My mama and his mama going to her house to cuss her mama out, talking about whatever you do in your house, you keep it in there, don't bring it to our kids, blah, blah, blah. And I remember, I mean, I'm all of like 120. Right. So at five years old, I'm probably like 40 pounds, whatever. <laughs> and I remember hiding under like a little plastic table in my living room in embarrassment because I think the guy that my mom was talking to had come over that night and they were talking about it and I just didn't want anybody to know. I didn't mm. want to talk about it. Before I even went in the house that night before all that stuff popped off, the kids were like poking fun and like, ah, you did X, Y, and Z. And that brought about so much shame and guilt and embarrassment mm. at five. That's an early ass age. It is. Listen, I, like I, I know five. I couldn't have been more than six because I was only in first grade. Right. So to experience that and literally that impact my sexual experiences, I'm like, there's no way that as an adult, I can just be okay with like, hey, you should try this. You yeah. don't know what I've been through. Right. You don't know what trauma I'm still healing through. So for a long time, I equated giving head with being a hoe. Yeah. Because the way I saw that situation play out at a young age, I was like, that's not going to be me. Right. But see, that's just it. Like, it's, it's so much... Like you said, the, the, the big word that you used there was trauma. Yeah. There's so much going on psychologically when it comes to sex for some people. Yeah. I think you and I might have talked about this, Omi, at some point. Gabrielle Union's book. Yeah. Um, and she was actually raped like by a complete stranger mm. at gunpoint mm. in um, a store when she was working late at night. And... Um, she talks about in her book how she feels like sex, like women should have as much sex as humanly possible, like before they settle down. <laughs> and for me, like, I'm like clutching my That's pearls. Wild. Like, did, did she, is she actually saying this? Like, she actually believes this. But, you know, she believes that. And I wonder, you know, if it's like, um, if it's like a coping mechanism or is it like she just feels liberated Rather than being a victim, she feels liberated to kind of take ownership of her body and just kind of call all the shots and ver versus a man putting that expectation or that pressure on you to like not have sex, right? So I think people do things for different reasons and people react different ways. And I think to, to each his own, but the crux of this conversation right now is like communication is key. Yeah. Like that is why to me it's so important to get to know somebody before even engaging and have i made the mistake of like engaging way too early than i should have yeah absolutely because emotions and feelings get the best of me but it's like the more i think about who i am and the more introspection i do i'm like i actually have a story and there's a reason why i'm resistant to certain things yeah. and there's a reason why i'm a little hesitant but that person won't know unless I tell them. So we right. need to actually talk about it before we get into a situation where I'm now compromising. And you won't know unless you explore yourself and you actually do the work like to I'm figure saying, out why. I am literally 28. Yeah. It has taken me well over 20 years to now talk about this situation because it just brought about so much shame. Yeah. So I can only imagine a situation where I'm actually feeling somebody. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, I just want you to give me a head like Tiana do. First off... <laughs> One of my first experiences right. was with that, so why am I about to do that? Right. But 
you're not a mind reader. You don't know that. Right. It's up to me to be honest and transparent about that and to, for one, accept it for myself and know that it wasn't my fault, to then have the comfortability to be like, hey, this is why I'm hesitant. It's not yeah. that I'm not willing, but the more you pressure me, the more I'm going to resist. Yeah. But, so. It's all about, like, to me, and this is why... You know, I just won't engage if I don't feel comfortable with the person. Because, like, it's just, like, if you are pressuring me, then at that point, like, that's just a hard no. And I think maybe at this point in my life, it's a hard no. But, like, I think one of the questions that we asked the last time was, what would you tell your younger self? It was just kind of like, you know, I, I would just say, you know, just stick to your standards. You don't have to... You don't have to fold under pressure when it comes to, you know, this man's opinion or what this man is trying to do with you is not the end all be all. Like, you will live and survive past this moment. So, yeah. I will say the most of the success that I've had with women, the success came from, like when I say sexually, was because they felt comfortable. They were like, I felt comfortable around you. I didn't feel judged. And they did more. They felt comfortable to do whatever they saw themselves doing or maybe never done before and wanted to try. But because they weren't, it's almost weird. It's a reverse psychology type thing. Like, you didn't feel pressured into it. So now you're like, well, shoot, I'm comfortable. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm going to be judged if I try something new. Right. So, um, pornography. (laughs) I don't think anybody should necessarily be judged, but I do think that regardless of where you find yourself in terms of like watching it, not watching it, indulging in it, whatever, that you are aware of the effect that it has on you and to not be surprised by that because imagination is a thing. So Hmm. (laughs) um, let's go ahead and end this episode. Uh, We're going to end with some dating dessert um, to leave you all with some some sweet encouragement wherever you may find yourself on the dating spectrum. Um, more or less, I'm just going to ask this straight out, direct. Um, should you watch porn in a relationship? Yes or no? And if you care to share why, uh, feel free. But Start off with Will because he ain't said nothing in a minute. I know. We're gonna get her a mic next time. No, man. Sometimes sometimes you I mean I like I like to hear perspective. Okay. Like, you know, you don't always wanna have to hear yourself talk. I hear you. You know what I mean? But for me I think it's just about the type of relationship that you have with somebody. Okay. Um, I think it's about the foundation that you're building with somebody. Like for I said, you though, you know, yes you, or no? She said it was a yes or it's no. It's a yes. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a yes or no. <laughs> I think you're answering it. I think it's a maybe for you. I uh, think it's a for maybe. Me, wasn't an option. Me personally, <laughs> it is a hard yes or no. Me personally, it's, it's I'm, I'm to probably answer. gonna have to go with. Mm, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with the no. <laughs> really? Yeah. So the question was. Should you watch porn in a relationship? So yeah. your answer is no. I'm going to say no. Okay. And, and, and the reason why I say no is just because I feel like it can open so many other doors. It's like having, a, it's like trying to have a threesome with your girlfriend. Mm. It's like, That's real. Talk about that. It's like having a threesome with your girlfriend that opens a bag of worms that aren't necessarily the healthiest for your relationship. Mm, gotcha. Um, it may not necessarily be at that extent, but it's like, it's like, Adding something in that has the potential to take you and your relationship down a path that you aren't prepared. Hence the no boundaries, the no Correct. parameters. Yeah, gotcha. yeah because it's you. just like, 
what if what if that porn leads to like we were talking about a desire that you can't meet for your partner Listen, yeah. mm-hmm. like what, what does that look like how do you handle that yeah because it is a production does so love <laughs> does love conquer that because you got to think about it my wife or my girlfriend she gets involved in a fantasy and we and we know women are extremely emotional creatures why so we always got to be creatures sorry men are emotional, emotional. Y'all, 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 women are emotional excuse me ladies <laughs> women are emotional we're all creatures and men are, men are, men are more <laughs> physical right so men let me let me not say ladies but if men were put themselves in that position it's going to be about a physical objective, right? Versus something that we really want. It's a time and a place. It's a speck of our time. Like, we want it for that moment, but that moment can disrupt in eternity. Yeah. Mm. That's real. And it's vice versa. So real. That's real. It's vice versa. I mean, think about it. I know I have older friends. Um, associates, business partners, they have an affair and it somehow it gets out and it shakes up mm-hmm. their life. Leave that have, 20, I mean, leave that 80 for that 20? Yeah, and they, and, and, they, and, they, and they have more to lose than a house or some cars. Yeah. You know, so it really changes the dynamic and I think it's just, again, it's one of those boxes you don't want to open. It's like a gateway drug. Yeah. This is real talk. It's a gateway drug. Perfect, perfect. Anybody who wants to go? Steph? Yeah. yeah. So my answer, um, it's it would be no, because I feel like I I want a relationship that is just so natural, raw, organic, where our connection with each other supersedes any any outside entity or anything that anybody else could bring to us, and I feel like that's difficult when. You guys are seeking things outside of yourselves for for pleasure. I so, that. I I would lean on the side of remaining. Um, I don't I don't know if the word's conservative because I feel like you can do a lot of things in the bedroom, like outside of watching porno or bringing outside things. But just kind of like keep that level of uh, sacredness between you and your partner. I get that. Because I I just you know I think that's what what builds a lasting sort of foundation i don't want to have to constantly seek outside things to make me happy in my relationship i get that so love that yeah tony my personal experiences i dated a porn star she was a webcam model yo she got people give you money for that she got me into it she was a webcam model and she she got me into it and we did it together live somebody said that um in Atlanta. They know someone who gets paid to try on socks. Like people what? who have foot fetishes. Yeah. There's wow. it's a lot of stuff out there. But, but yes, back to your Honestly, no. Cause No. It's not it's, it won't be needed if I have the right person. Gotcha. Um Queen. I guess, <laughs> Queen. Okay. Um honestly, it's not a hard question to ask out or answer. Um, I would say no, um, because I think I'm drama enough, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I think I'm very complex in a great way, 
And I think that I make my own movie. I don't know if I record it. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Ow. Period. <laughs> Period, poo. <laughs> Relax, I'm not looking for a man. <laughs> it's semi-single. <laughs> what you saying? I don't know what she has going on in the background. But. <laughs> I realize we all said, but you didn't say. You dating? Yeah, are you dating? Um, single as a Pringle? Looking to me. I'm single as a dollar bill. Um, I'm actively dating, um, but I go through my moments where you've been going on some good dates. No. Wow. Um, Can't hear that. struggle out here. Some I I hear that a lot because I do have a lot on my plate, and then some I realize it's just like I'm a prayerful person. Um, Like my relationship with God supersedes anything, so I pray about everything. When it comes to dating, so I'd be like, Lord, if I should not go, let me know. Yeah. And more or less, he'll let me know. You don't feel it. Yeah. So my answer essentially is no. Um, I do not think that porn is necessary. Uh, to each his own when it comes to whether you like it or not. I just don't think that it's necessary when you're in a relationship. I think there's so much with human beings and getting to know an individual that there's so much to explore. Just figure it out. Act like you're a board game, and I don't know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. We used to play games all the time where we figure out the cheat codes and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So figure it out. Talk about it. Remember we used to print, you used to print the special codes off back, back three times, bro. Like twice. X X X X. Yeah. Circle. Hold the circle button down for five seconds, then hit put the back button. Yeah, that's pretty much right. Unlimited everything. Listen. So. That's where I'm at with it. Like, yeah. I feel like it's a time and a place where perhaps you want some inspiration for a new position or maybe a new technique. Then, I mean, to each his own. What the marriage bed is undefiled. So, do you? I feel like that's between you Be and fast. God. Whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But um, we're gonna end here. Uh, for the sake of time, as always. Um, thank you to everybody who's tuned in. Uh, appreciate you. Um. You can always share and repost. It's always appreciated. Um, you can stream and share this with anybody that you know. It's available to listen on all streaming platforms where you listen to music. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Breaker Overcast, Radio Podcasts, all the good things. Um, if you go to my link in my bio at Queen underscore Omi on IG, you can find the link there and share it with everyone. Um, you can find episodes every Wednesday. Um, wherever I just listed those streaming platforms. So if you have any questions, if you'd like to be featured, if you want to be a guest, you got something to say, you want to share your experiences, holla at your girl in a DM either at dating decoded underscore podcast or queen underscore Omi on IG. Um, but until next time, um, wherever you find yourself on the dating spectrum, you are right where you're supposed to be. Don't ever forget that. So until next time, thank you to my guest for Yo. part two, part two. They'll be back. We, we've had Definitely. good times. This is a good group. Good food, good keep, wine. Gotta keep the fire going. Yes, yes, yes. Um, until next time, take care of yourself and be blessed. Deuces.